Coach Belichick has joined us. Um, we're going to start with uh, uh, Tom Kern, followed by Yanni Karakis. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, you're muted. Here we go. Bill, got me? We got you, Tom. Sorry, man. Uh, sorry, Bill. Uh, just a question about, you know, you have such a presence year in, year out for, you know, your entire career with fans at camp and the element of the interaction that exists. How different will it be this year to perhaps capture the energy that the fans bring by their presence when they're there? And is there anything that's maybe missing a little bit because of that? Yeah, well, Tom, that's that's all out of our control. Uh, so we're going to try to focus on the things that we can control. And uh, certainly we have a lot of practices throughout the course of the year uh, where there aren't fans there. So I think that's something the team is unaccustomed to, or actually we are accustomed to it. So um, we'll control the things that we can control and the things we can't control. Uh, we're not going to worry about. Next question is Yanni Karakis, followed by Zach Cox. Hey, Bill, without having the benefit of preseason games this year, how will you uh, change the approach to camp to create situations where maybe you can better figure out a game situation when deciding on if a guy is going to make a roster without having a true game situation in preseason games? Yeah, well, Yanni, we'll have to create those. Um, and so as we get to uh, different points in, in camp, depending on what we're ready for, uh, what we're able to, uh, what we have installed, what, what situations we're ready for, then we'll have to create those situations, practice them against ourselves or practice them against uh, a simulated opponent. Um, you know, we work against ourselves, we do what we do, but that may not be what everybody else does. And so we would have to, you know, create that. Um, you know, there are other, other ways we can uh, work on those situations. But ultimately, we're going to have to go out there and, and do them against ourselves. Uh, so that was one of the advantages of practicing with another team. Uh, when we didn't practice with another team, then it was the same situation. Even though there were preseason games, uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, with a minute to go in the game, the players who are going to be doing that in the regular season generally weren't on the field anyway for that situation. So um, without the joint practices, uh, which, again, sometimes we've had, sometimes we haven't, uh, but then we'd have to create those situations ourselves and coach them and evaluate them and, and all things that go with them. So that's where we are this year. Uh, next question, Zach Cox, followed by Ben Volan. Hey, Bill. Uh, with practice squads expanding this year and with teams now being able to to have players with unlimited levels of experience on practice squads. I'm just curious whether that or how that changes the way you evaluate your roster this summer, if at all. Uh, well, certainly something that we're aware of. And, and um, yeah, I think it's part of the conversation. Um, but again, those, those players uh, have to pass through waivers to get to your practice squad. And um, and 
and they're they're also even if they're not claimed they still have the opportunity to go somewhere else um, so you know I think some of that's going to depend on not not only who you want on your practice squad but also who you can get on your practice squad so um, you know whether that's you getting a player from another team or another team getting a player that you have uh, since the you know the setups a little bit differently this year we'll have to see how all that works out uh, so you you may want to have a player on your practice squad but um, if he feels he has a better opportunity somewhere else you, you know you might lose that player or vice versa so I think some of that is going to be determined by your final roster makeup and um, what what areas you kind of have on your roster and maybe what areas you don't have as much depth at and I would I would think that teams would want to carry players on the practice squad to you know balance out that depth um, but that would vary from team to team and again um, you know I'm sure there'll be players that will evaluate different teams um, situations and and so you know be a little bit like free agency for the practice squad Uh, next question, Ben Volan, followed by Fulcher. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, good morning, Bill. Um, you guys are one of just a handful of teams that hasn't had to place anyone on the COVID IR yet. And I'm just curious, is that uh, a testament to how hard guys, uh, how seriously guys are taking things now, but also um, how seriously they took things before they arrived? And, and was there a lot of work maybe put in by the team in, in this area? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Ben. I think that the the team and the organization have uh, addressed this um, very uh, professionally, strictly, and um, we've changed quite a bit as more information or different uh, techniques or products or whatever have become available or our information has changed. Um, so we've been very uh, fluid with this. The players have, have done a great job of um, you know, following protocols, and we've also had a lot of great feedback from the players on uh, things that suggestions, uh, because you know, seeing it from a an organizational point of view or a coach's point of view is one thing, but when you're a player, you you see you know what you do on a daily basis, uh, maybe a little bit differently, and so their feedback has been um, great, and we've made uh, quite a few, or you know, I'd say several uh, modifications to our protocols and programs. Um, because of them or suggestions that they've made or concerns that they've raised. So uh, I think we're, uh, you know, working together and, but, you know, we got a long way to go. We'll, we'll see, but it's constantly evolving and uh, I'm sure that we'll, you know, have a lot more uh, discussions and uh, situations that we're going to have to deal with, um, you know, going forward, you know, we get into things like traveling and things like that. So. Uh, we're not there yet, but you know we we still got we got a full plate right now. But eventually we're gonna have to you know have to deal with other other factors as well. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Dave Brown. Thanks, Stacey. Bill, I'm sort of piggybacking off of Ben's question there, and uh, mine is equipment related. Uh, I'm not sure how much you even thought about this or how many of your players are wearing these, but. Um, I know the Oakley face shields are something that can be in play now for players. And I'm just curious how you've seen those function, if your players have been wearing them. Have they created any delays at all? Or are they falling off? Or are they fogging up? Or um, if your team has used them, how have you seen them um, in terms of their effectiveness? 
Right. Well, we we brought that uh, we brought that up to the players, um, you know, quite some time ago. We actually uh, we started working on it back in May, um, before even the Oakley Shield was um, available, and doing research on it and so forth. So, um, you know, the players are aware of the op it's an optional piece of equipment. Um, all the players are aware of it. All the players have. Um, been given the opportunity to um, work with it uh, during the those first uh, nine days of um, let's call it phase you know phase one uh, or eight days of phase one and then in phase uh, two the so the last four practices so uh, guys have experimented with it and um, you know we'll we'll see what ultimately their decision is it's a, an individual decision and that may. Uh, they may change based on the experiences. Obviously, we haven't had contact, so there's nothing to evaluate there. But they've uh, run in them and, and worked out in them and so forth. And um, you know, I, I think we have you know we have some guys that will wear them. We have some some guys that won't, and that may change based on their experiences uh, with them. I think the like fogging up and all that is falls pretty much into the same category as the eye shield. It's not quite the same because it's a little bit lower, but uh, there are some things you can do. Um, there are some products, but even just, you know, like basically snorkeling and skin diving, all, there's things you can do to, you know, prevent the or minimize uh, that problem. Uh, I don't know if eliminate it's the right word, but, you know, there is an airflow and uh, say a comfortability issue. And so, We'll see how it goes, but yeah, everybody has them, or they have the option to have them, uh, and then they'll make their individual decisions on that based on, um, you know, their their personal preferences. If I could just really quickly, sorry, did did you guys as a team have your own mask? Did you say back in May that? No, no, we didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen, so we we looked into uh, those options. Uh, extending the the eye shield uh, there were a couple other products out there uh, were based on you know guys that had uh, injuries and broken nose and, you know some type of facial injury to help protect it you know similar to what you see in basketball uh, but it was more of a medical thing uh, as opposed to a you know for, for the, the COVID problem but uh, but anyway we started looking into that and and um, you know if we needed to have the a manufacturer do that, ultimately it was it was all done. But I'm saying we've been on this for quite a while, so uh, it's not um, you know it's not anything that came up on us quickly. So thanks. Yep. And I had a hard stop at E45, guys. So uh, we'll end it there. Thank you very much, Coach. Great. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it, Stacey.